Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am so excited to talk about meals today with our guest who I've actually been trying to get on the podcast for a little over a year now. So I'm really excited that she's finally here and we can have this chat together. Now, meal planning is something that's near and dear to my heart. As you know, the flow planning method, the F stands for food. And I really do believe that when we have a meal plan, all the other aspects of our life can work at a different level. It's something that my business is built upon. And if you've been around for a long time, you know that we actually started off being called the Plan Simple Meals podcast. And then I took the meals out uh, a little over a year ago when I realized that there's so many different aspects of our life that we really need to plan for. But It was always kind of like so that we can show up to our healthiest lives so that we can show up to family dinner. So we really believe that we can eat food that serve us. So that food piece is always there. It's in the flow planner. It's in what I talk about. It just isn't what I always talk about these days because I realize that there's so many other components to us planning for and showing up to our best and most simple lives. So That's a little backstory if you've been around a while or if you're new, but I love to talk meal planning because I think it makes such an impact on our lives. And I just want to share a little story because we have um, a private chat from our phones, from this walkie-talkie app on our phones for my year-long program, Flow 365. And that program is really about showing up to a balanced life that includes good food and lifestyle changes that you're looking to make and downtime and spiritual practices and work and really looking at our lives holistically so we can make space for all those things. So every Monday we check in with each other and we say what's up for the week. And it's really interesting because, you know, everyone has their three things. They're all kind of different. And the idea behind the program is that we're really supporting each other to show up to our each individual lives. But the thing that comes up most often and really in an impactful way is this idea of meal planning. So just last Monday, someone who is new to the program said that she's so excited because she planned her week of meals for the first time in 10 years, and she was able to do it in a really smart way, which integrated things from the freezer, and she was able to give a shopping list to her husband so that he went out and bought the groceries, and she didn't even have to go, and she was super excited. And immediately, other women from the group chimed in and just shared what an impact meal planning has had on their lives. So somebody said when she makes a list, she doesn't have to think about meals for a whole week. And it's almost like she cooks on autopilot and her level of stress is down next to zero, which I love because stress can really get in the way of how we show up to our work and our families. And then someone else immediately chimed in and said her week is completely controlled by her meal plan. And if she doesn't have one, the week is a mess. And all she does is 
spend every waking moment wondering what to do about dinner. So, so much headspace is cleared when dinner is already planned. So I love that this strategy can have such an impact on all aspects of our life. And I think that that's just really important to notice. And I'm really excited for you to hear from Allison some of the strategies that she knows and have seen really work. So let me tell you a little bit about Allison. She's a chef, a nutritionist, a registered dietitian, and the founder and CEO of Prep Dish, which is a meal planning company that features gluten-free and paleo local foods. And I first found out about her because she was the guest on another podcast. And then I started hearing her company sponsoring other podcasts that I listened to. And I heard from the people who were interviewing her, what an impact her meal plans had on how they showed up to their work. So I got really curious. And there's definitely a couple of meal planning services that now have this kind of diet. You you guys know that gluten-free and dairy-free is really important to me which fits into that gluten-free and paleo lifestyle. So it was really great to find one like Allison's that really has food that I believed in feeding families. So that was a really cool find. And she was one of the first people to start creating that kind of meal plan. So we talk a lot today about how you can meal plan yourself and how to batch ahead of time and how to really be smart about meal planning so that you can clear all that space that the women were talking about in Flow 365 this morning to really show up to your life in a different way. We waste so much time thinking about what's for dinner. It's almost unbelievable when you do the math. So this is really a great one to master. So with no further ado, let's get Allison on the show. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. It's so great to have you here today. Hi. Well, I'm glad to be here. Um, It's so funny because I used to talk all the time about meal planning. And though it's still so such an important part of the flow planning process as the F stands for food, I feel like I shy away from it because I don't want to talk about the food quite as much. I like talking about the time. So I'm so glad you're here to talk about the food and how we can manage it. So tell everybody a little bit about where we're finding you and, and what you do. Yes. So I have a background as a chef and dietitian and um, was working as a personal chef when I figured out that the way that I was approaching meals with my clients was, um, well, I I got it to be really efficient, right? And as I did that, I'm like, gosh, there's got to be a way that I could get this out to more people. So I started kind of writing down my process that I used and all my recipes and put those into a PDF and created a meal plan and formed what is Prep Dish. So it's a meal planning website where I send out weekly plans to help people save time and get dinner on the table quickly and efficiently. And so what I'm sure you've worked with a lot of people <laughs> and dinner is definitely a stressor. I mean, food is a stressor for all of us, especially when we want to do it well, like when, you know, when we're trying to really be well. Um, and I think there's just so much information and so much pressure. And then there's all these, I don't know, just things coming from the outside that aren't healthy, right? Like there's so many ways to get takeout and some, even the places I think we think of as healthy aren't always healthy. And, you know, there's just all this input coming at us from all directions. So 
is that what makes this so stressful? Like, has it always been stressful to put dinner on the table or is it getting worse and worse? Like, what do you find as you're talking to your people? Yeah, I mean, I think it it's definitely, it's been stressful, but I think it definitely, with everything coming at us, it just gets worse and worse. And it feels like in some ways there's a lot of options, but in some ways that just creates even more overwhelm. So it's like, where do I even start? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... So the plan is definitely, like having a plan definitely takes away a lot of stress, right? Yeah. So will you talk a little bit about just like having a plan and what it means to make a plan? Well, yeah, um, I always say that the number one key to healthy eating is to not wait until dinner time to decide what is for dinner. <laughs> so, you know, if you wait until six o'clock on a Wednesday night, your brain is fried. At least mine is. I'm not going to be making the best decisions. I'm going to go for whatever is quick and easy. And I'm not going to be thinking through, oh, what are my health goals or what, you know, I'm not going to be thinking that part through. So the more I can take that decision and make it earlier, the better. So just any way that you can back it up and make a decision ahead of time before you actually get to your meal time, you're going to be setting yourself up for success and just creating, making better decisions. That's the, that's the heart of it. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, we we talk a lot about also like family dinner here because a, a lot of our listeners are, are moms, as are you. Um, you still have a little one, right? How old yeah, is he? 11, 11 months old. Oh, my gosh. So you're, he's not so worried about dinner quite yet. <laughs> oh, he <laughs> does like his dinner, though. He does. <laughs> oh, yes. I love that. Um, so one of the things that I've also found with, especially as kids start to get picky or mm-hmm. whatnot, is that knowing what's for dinner makes a, such a huge difference just in how we show up because what pe- I think what parents forget or don't realize is that us being all frazzled at dinner is actually a big part of the problem of a picky eater, much mm-hmm. more so usually than what we've actually made for dinner. <laughs> yeah, well, because the question that ends up coming up is, and you know, I, I see so many people fall trapped to this, is turning around to the kids. Well, what do you want for dinner? Yes. It, you know, there's a lot that you can put in the kids' control, but them deciding what's for dinner, they they don't have the capacity for, depending on the age, they don't typically have the capacity to make those decisions just yet. Um, there's other decisions they can make when it comes to food. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we barely have dinner. the we barely have the decision sometimes, right? Like the decision-making capabilities. There's so, just because there's so many temptations. Yeah. All right. So tell us about, let's talk a little bit. I mean, cause your business name is, is prep dish. So tell us a little bit about that piece. So, so we know what's for dinner some point in advance, or we know what's for a meal in advance, like it's definitely a key strategy I find as well. So I love that. And then how does that, let, let's say we get really organized because you help people know on a weekly basis what they're going to eat, right? Yep. So what does that look like? What does it look like to be organized on a weekly basis? So not only knowing like in the morning what's for dinner, but knowing, you know, on Sunday what's going to be for dinner for the week. Yeah. So, I mean, when you're looking at it from a week view, you can really start to what I talked about earlier. And this is what I was doing for my clients is there's a lot of efficiencies that can happen, right? You can make a big, um, you know, pot of soup and maybe have it on Monday and again on Thursday. So it doesn't feel like leftovers, or you can make a, um, you know, pesto 
and use it on Monday on salmon and then later in the week use it on chicken and it feels like a whole new dish. So there's a lot of efficiencies that can happen. And then, you know, I take things a step further and actually do meal prep in advance. So do a lot of the chopping, um, you know, cutting all of your vegetables. And so that way when it gets to meal time, not only do you know what you're going to have, but you've done most of the work so that it's really quick and easy. And I find that makes a huge difference. Yeah, I love that. So it's like taking that time on whatever your free day is. I think for a lot of us, it's a weekend day, but you know, maybe that's not true for who, who the listeners, but, um, and, and putting it and putting, stacking up a couple days of prepping at once. Yep. I love that. And, and do you find, I mean, cause you've probably tried it always just to be able to teach people this, but time wise, what is that like look like it's probably it feels probably more like more time when you're doing all the chopping but my guess is yeah so and that's something I've really I really try and work with especially new customers is understanding that that time up front is going to save so much time throughout the week um, but you really kind of just have to go through the process for a few weeks and I say really okay, you get through the first meal prep throughout the week, really enjoy the time that you're saving by not having to do the work. So that way, when it comes back around to do your next week of meal prep, you can understand like, wow, this is really cool that I get to do this now because this is such a gift to my like future self, you know, (laughs) like Wednesday night, I'm really going to love that I spent, you know, this extra hour on Sunday chopping my vegetables. So it's kind of like you have to shift your mindset around it, I think, and really figure out why you're doing it and understand that, wow, this time up front is just makes the week so much easier. And it really does save time, even though in the moment it may not feel that way. Yeah, it's so true. And then, so that brings me actually to the next question, because so that's sort of, you know, that's sort of helping our future self, which is only three days out. But I feel like the whole reason that we're doing all this is to help our future self that might be like 20 years out, which I think is so hard for us, especially like, especially that, that thing where the kids are, you know, where a lot of us have given more power to the kids than maybe that they should have at every moment. And so you know, we're getting their input of what their friends are having or what they put, you know, puts at their eye level at the supermarket or whatever. So how do we, like, I guess I'm getting more into, to obviously the reason we could meal plan anything, I guess we could meal plan unhealthy food, but I feel like the purpose that you and I are here for is because to plan for our wellness, right. To plan for our future self, that self that's 20 years out. So we talk a little bit about that and how making these choices now really yeah us then (laughs) yeah no I mean and I think that that kind of goes that ties in with my original point of like the key to healthy eating is making the decision like earlier in the week because the what I think through okay if I make a decision that maybe I later I'm like oh why did I like have that instead of this healthier option it's usually because I'm waiting until the last minute so you know if you want to have an overall healthier diet doing um doing that decision making in advance really helps and over the long run that's going to make a huge difference and I don't know if this maybe isn't where you were going with it but to me also just the health of your family family meals are so important and the thing that our um, subscribers really talk about is you know having that evening go from like crazy and hectic to like oh dinner's on the t- on in the oven i can sit down and like read a book with my child i've been at work all day i get to spend 15 minutes of quality time and that those like few hours go from hectic 
hectic to like calm and relaxed. And to me, there's something like just as healthy and like having that time be, yeah. you know, more Oh my God. I totally, than totally head, agree. It's just as important as the food, I think. Yeah. And as your kids get older, cause my kids, you know, I have, I have a 10 year old, but I have two teens now and, you know, we still sit down for dinner every night and, you know, my kids expect it and look forward to it. I think, which I, you know, most people don't associate with teens, but, but, yeah. it's, you know, I think, I, I mean, I've heard it over and over again that people who do that, um, families who do that, you know, it is something that kids keep wanting. We as parents, you know, hear some attitude and think they don't want it, but it's really yeah. nurturing. And if we can be really centered when we sit down, it's so, you know, it's so different. It's so easy to get uncentered just because we're stressed out about yeah. making dinner. <laughs> but it's really setting them up too the, to then continue to, you know, seek that out as they grow into adults yeah. for them to continue that habit and to not say, oh, I'm just going to like grab takeout and sit in front of my TV at night, you know? Yeah. So. so let's talk about the food we're eating because you've mm -hmm. taken a, a pretty specific stance on that. So, yeah. um, I don't know. Dive in. Tell us what yeah, you Yeah. So I personally am gluten-free. I've been gluten-free for seven or eight years now. I um, did not think I needed to be gluten-free. <laughs> My sister got really sick and couldn't figure out the issue, took out gluten and was better within a few days. I mean, she noticed huge differences. So um, at one point I was like, well, I'll just take it out for a month and kind of, you know, see what happens, but had no expectations of giving it up permanently. Um, since that month of taking it out, I've never had it except for on accident because I learned pretty quickly. My body does not <laughs> do well with gluten. Um, you know, I've seen just, it was a bunch of small things for me. Like my immune system got a lot stronger. Um, over the, a few years later, I actually, my husband pointed out to me, my face like thinned out because I think I just had all of this like low level inflammation going on that I didn't recognize was there, which you know, and I have a background as a dietitian, but that even at the time I went to school, that wasn't being talked about a lot. And it wasn't anything that I recognized until later. So um, that was at the core when I created the meal plans, hundred percent of the recipes were mine. So I'm like, we they have to be gluten-free because I'm testing them and trying them and eating them. Um, and then from there, so that's the base plan is gluten-free and they're all like real food, not, you know, using anything processed. And then we also have a paleo option. Um, that was also, so I am kind of lower grain, but also in work with clients, I noticed there were different ones that were on, um, a paleo type diet and they would see significant results. So I wanted to give, um, the, that and people that needed that diet, um, an option as well. And then most recently this year we introduced a keto plan and that was really at the request of the subscribers that were really looking for something that was lower carb. So we have those three options right now. And then, um, we do have an AIP plan, but it's more short term, which is autoimmune protocol. So there's a four week plan for that. I love that. And it's interesting. Uh, so I have a similar gluten-free story. I think it's been about 10 years, but it changed pretty much everything <laughs> in a very short amount of time. So I, I'm like not, I feel like I used to yell that from rooftops. I hope it becomes more mainstream because I think it can change so many things Yeah, for all of us. But yeah, so I had a very, very similar experience to that. So I love that. And I'm super excited to try, try the meal plan. So, so when we're taking these things out, I mean, when people find you, when people want a meal plan, are they already convinced that these are the things, like that they're going to take these things out? Like, how do you, 
I guess I, I love the, your attitude of, I'm just going to try it for a month. Uh-huh. Um, but like, how do, how do we, I feel like there's just so many different plant, you know, there's so many different ways of eating and it, there's so many buzzwords right now. Like, are you keto? Are you vegan? Are you raw? Are you gluten-free? You know, like all these things. And it, I think it can be confusing to people who are just trying to get healthier. Yeah. You know, so how do, uh, what is your recommendation for navigating that? Yeah. And I try not, I kind of try and strike the balance of, I don't want to put a bunch of labels on my food and scare people off. So we actually have I think it's only 20% of the people on the meal plans are really have to be gluten-free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that's so cool. It's like, you know, it's introducing them. And sometimes it's kind of like my subtle way of them trying it out. And maybe they realize they do feel better. And so sometimes I think it's just that of like letting them try it without like the pressure of being super strict or anything and just showing them like, Hey, it really can this healthy way of eating can taste delicious. You don't have to feel like you're being deprived. I mean, that's always been, you know, in combining my culinary and nutrition backgrounds, it's like, how do you figure out how to make healthy eating taste good? Because it's just not going to be sustainable unless you have the flavor and the taste there. Yeah, no, that's true. And, and interestingly enough, when I started this whole journey, which, you know, at some point led me to write a cookbook, which is sort of weird because I still tell people to this day that I don't like to cook. Like if I'm not like, like cooking, like if you told me to go relax, I wouldn't go into the kitchen. I would like go get a book or like go out with my kids, you know, whereas I think some people really would go to the kitchen. But Mm -hmm. for me, I like, and I didn't know how to cook. Like I didn't know how to cook anything, but for me, it became so worth it to feel good. Um, and so I really do believe that if I could have figured it out, that anybody can <laughs> figure out how to cook because I was a pretty lost cause when I started all this. And I already had three kids, Yeah, you know, so, yeah. so I love, love, love what you're doing. So is there any other thing about, you know, how we manage our days or our time in general that you feel like everyone must know? Oh, gosh, I would just say, you know, the the efficiency piece of it and the batching ahead of time, it was something that, you know, we always did at our house. Like I always used, have used the meal plans, but when this baby came along, (laughs) I have used the meal plans and relied on them in a way that I never did before Yeah, uh, because it's really helped me to make sure we still eat well and do it just like, it's just like, I have to do what's on that plan, you know, because then I don't have to think about it. And the power of like giving up, like not having to think anytime you can like kind of give your decision making to something else and not have that on your head, like the better if at five o'clock, I'm not having to worry about, Oh my gosh, what am I going to make? It just frees up my mind for better, you know, time with my son. So, um, figuring out a way to do that is, um, it's so cool once you have kids to see it all come together. Yeah, no, I think that's so true. And, and, and you figured it out before kids and then, and then, you know, got to prove it out. And I totally didn't figure this out until I had, I think my three kids were under five. So yeah. it's possible for anyone listening, basically. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the worst was I used to tell people like, well, do the, do the meal prep during nap time. And I would get pushback on that. So like, no, mom needs to sleep during nap time. And I was like, oh, maybe I shouldn't say that. But I will say like, I've done a lot of meal prep during nap times. <laughs> so. Well, and you know what? It's so interesting because this is a, a really important point, I think, because I think we have a skewed version of what self-care is. So I think food has always fallen into like a chore, 
you know, mm-hmm. as a, as a, per, I mean, maybe even before motherhood, but definitely with motherhood, like I remember really distinctly feeling like, did I sign up for this job? You know, like the food, like I didn't even realize that like how much time it would take. Yeah. But over time, it's, it's definitely become self-care. And I yeah. think we forget that, like that it's not just about all these like menial tasks of like needing to make time for all these things. It really is it is the way we are caring for our body, which is the thing that's going to carry us into the future. And I think we forget that sometimes. So. Yeah, no, I mean, that's something I think about a lot is like, how do you shift the mindset of like, this isn't something I have to do. This is something I get to do. And this is like really cool that I get to, you know, help my family in this way. Um, And also not being afraid to delegate it. Sometimes that was something I did get over with baby was like, Hey, here's this meal plan. I can hand this off. If, if we have company, I can ask them to chop something for me and, and that's okay too. So. Well, and that's a really good point about planning, right? Cause mm-hmm. if it's all in your head, you can't do that. No one else can help. Yeah. Yeah. So when it's typed up and printed, you can say, Hey, dinner's in the fridge. Instructions are like on this, on, you know, hanging on the fridge, get it started and they can do that. So what if anyone listening is overwhelmed by the idea of grocery shopping? Um, well, there are so many options these days, um, in terms of, you know, curbside pickup or delivery. Um, I use a lot of like online resources to get, so I'm in the country, so I am not even close to a grocery store. So I utilize some online resources to kind of stock my pantry and freezer. And then, um, I use curbside grocery pickup, um, cause I don't have delivery where I'm at, but that really helps. So, you know, there's options there and, you know, it's kind of figuring out what fits within your budget and maybe it's okay this week it's worth it. And the next week it's not, but, um, that's number one is utilizing those resources. Um, the second piece is in addition to having a list for the grocery store is actually making the list, um, flow in the order of the grocery store. So if you know, when you go to your grocery store, you enter and it's produce and then it's meat and then it's like pantry, like make your grocery list in that order. So then that way, when you get in there, it just like, you only go by your list because you know, the more you can figure out ways to stick to your list, the better, but yeah, making that list flow in the same order as the grocery store really helps. Yeah. And I remember, I remember one time when my kids were little, I, I realized that something that could be like, you know, self-caring ish was to leave the kids home. Cause I used to always think that that was the thing I could do with them. You know, yeah. like it was our bonding time and <laughs> always was a disaster of like wanting things that were not on the list <laughs> Yeah, um, or a tantrum because, you know, something happened or whatever. And it's so much more efficient if, you know, you can go at night when everyone's even asleep or home or whatever and just get it done. In the order of the grocery store. I love that strategy. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for this. Um, I hope everyone got just a ton of of great insights. Um, Where can we find you? So I am Preptish on all of the social media sites. I also created a landing page that's preptish.com slash plan simple, um, where you can have um, two weeks free. So if you want to try out the meal plans, you can do that for free for two weeks. Um, And yeah, at Preptish everywhere else. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Thank you so much. So actually when as this is going live, I will go do those two weeks and maybe I'll show how they go into our plan. Cause I think we have this, um, 
I don't know. I feel like, I just feel like we think we have to do so much on our own. And I just feel like what you've created is it's so affordable and it's such an easy fix. And, and I used to always have the desire before I learned how powerful food could be to have a like personal chef in my kitchen. And that went away actually once, once I started feeling better. Um, And I, you know, and I start, I was able to relax in the kitchen but um, I just think for anyone listening who's ever overwhelmed with meal planning, that this is such a good, these two things go so well together, yeah. um, you know, planning for your week and then putting the meals in there. So thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I enjoyed talking with you. At the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is where real change happens. And here's the cool thing about action. It doesn't have to be huge. It can be a series of small doable changes that you commit to each week that add up over the course of a month and then over the course of a year. It really is an amazing practice. So each episode, that we have an interview, we always go through the episode and choose three possibilities for doable changes that you could take from what you've heard and put into action in your life. Now, we always choose three because we know that each of us is at a different place in our journey and need different things. And we want you to find a change that really resonates with you. That's why we choose three, not so you go off and do all three. So the idea is that you choose one, one doable change that you commit to and you figure out how it fits into your life, how you can make it work in your schedule and really start to make some big changes in your own life. All right, here are three doable changes from this episode. Number one, know what's for dinner ahead of time. Plan your week of meals every Friday. This is what we love to do here so that you have the weekend to go shopping and do some prepping. If you don't feel like you're that on top of it on Fridays, then just commit to doing it over the course of the weekend. So on Monday, you know what is for dinner every day. An even smaller doable change or one that really backs up doing that practice is to write what's for dinner on a post-it or a note card or on your phone in the morning, just so you know, so you remember what you're having and you can recall that choice again. You can pick up anything you need while you're out for the day. You could even do a little prep while you're making breakfast or lunches, but just knowing ahead of time can lessen the stress of dinner time by more than you could even imagine until you utilize this tool. You can also get a free two-week trial from Prep Dish. You can find that link in the show notes, which Allison has very generously given our listeners, and that service, her service tells you exactly what to buy, what to prep ahead and what to do each day, which is super cool. So that is doable change. Number one, doable change. Number two from this episode is check your mindset. Think about it. Does dinner feel like a chore that you have to do? Are you reluctant to commit to prep time because it seems like it's all of your Sunday? Notice how you feel about planning and prepping and making dinner. And then think about what happens if you switch those thoughts around and think about I'm making food that gives me more energy and makes me feel great. Or I'm teaching my kids about being together as a family and eating healthy, or I'm going to be so excited on Wednesday when dinner comes together so easily and start to think about what news stories you can tell yourself to really support your family's healthy eating. This is 
one that seems so simple, but really is a great doable change because it takes some practice. We are very programmed to think of meals as a chore and think of healthy food as something that is not what we optimally want to be consuming. So checking your mindset is a great doable change to play with for a week. All right, doable change number three, upgrade your grocery shopping. Choose one way to reduce grocery shopping stress. That might look like going alone without your kids so that there's no meltdowns, no begging for foods you don't want to buy, no extra stress that's taking you away from that list of food that you have in front of you. Or it might look like organizing your shopping list so that you can flow effortlessly through the store. Allison shared that this is how she creates her shopping lists because most stores are organized in a very similar fashion. So if you write your list that way, then you're not meandering through the store. You're really going in a very streamlined through way through your shopping. It also could mean ordering staples online or even putting them on repeat so you don't even have to think about reordering them. There's so many things that we just get on a monthly basis and yet we worry about them when we could just program that in. It might be a delivery or a curbside pickup option. Just pick one thing to try and experiment with building ease into your grocery shopping. This might be just what you need to make dinner feel more more reasonable and more enjoyable. All right, y'all, these are the three doable changes from this episode, and I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple Podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.